to another episode of the Snug Dan Nerdcast, home of all things nerdy. I'm Kevin, and I've got Danny with me, as per usual. So, do you want to open up with the uh, first topic again like... Uh, like we did last time, or do you want me to start with the first topic on this one? Uh, I would I would prefer you to start, but um, just want to acknowledge really quick, we did upload our very first episode last yes, we night. Did. We're still working on getting it on all platforms and um, working out uh, graphics and stuff like that. We've got a few things lined up for it. So thank you to everybody that listened. I think we got a really good response from some people. We've been really happy with the feedback, and any criticism is obviously welcome that uh, we can work on and, and work towards and fix. Um so just really appreciate all that. Uh, we went on for a little bit last time on a single topic, so I think this time we're going to try to streamline some of the some of the topics. But I mean, if we're just super super excited about something, we'll probably just keep going. So, oh yeah. Um, I th- I was going to say something else, but I think I forgot. So <laughs> uh, I do want to actually plug the email that we have set up now. Um, it is snugdanpod at gmail.com, spelled exactly like the Snug Dan Nerdcast. Um, I'll even spell it out for you. It's S-N-E-U-H-G-D-A-N-P-O-D, snugdanpod at gmail.com. Yes. So if you want to email us, feel free. Yeah. Uh, questions, concerns, suggestions, all of it. Yep. Send it our way. We should be able to respond. Either Kevin or I will, will be able to. Yeah. We'll make um, sure that we tag it with either, you know, Kev or Dan with whoever responds back. So that way, you know who you got a hold of. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome back, everybody. It's good to be here. We're excited for the second episode. Um, yeah. So let's get right into it, Kev. What do you have for us for our first topic? All right. So first off, um, honestly, this one's going to be a short one. I just kind of want to talk more on the uh, the Apex Legends, the 3v3 arenas. Um, I want to talk about more that a little bit yeah. too. So. so I actually got a chance to play, uh, I think it was Thursday. So the day after we recorded the first episode, I got to play a little bit with a couple of our friends. And uh, honestly, I was pretty down for it. The only issue that I had with it is... Uh, which this issue is a fair issue. It's not something that I'm asking to get fixed. So don't, don't <laughs> attack me on this because this is not, <laughs> it's not an issue. Um, but basically, so I played with Nick and you know that Nick just plays constantly. He is an apex predator. <laughs> the problem with that is I had not played a single match of apex before. This is my first time on apex. Oh shit. That's not good. <laughs> and Nick is like, uh, it really, if he wanted to, he could probably set aside time and become a pro player. Honestly, if he dedicated every yeah. day, yeah. if he, if he quit doing his work and just decided to dedicate his entire time to playing apex, he could absolutely become an, a professional player. Yeah. So he's pretty up there as far as his rankings go, his experience, so on and so forth. And then Maverick was also, who's kind of like, eh, he's in the middle there. So you've got newbie guy, middle guy and weight top guy and everything's being scaled. So the weight top guy can't just steamroll. Yeah. Cause they have, they have, uh, what is it? It's a, Skill-based matchmaking? Yeah. Right, yeah. So basically, unfortunately, that meant that I got my shit rocked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, yeah. (laughs) Because I had no idea what I was doing and kept accidentally trying to melee things. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) was not. I'm like, like in the middle of shooting and all of a sudden my gun butt comes on. I'm like, fuck, that's not what I was doing. (laughs) Nobody had to go through the uh, the, um, tutorial? I did the tutorial beforehand, but it was like... 
in the heat of the moment in a panic yeah yeah, it's it's tough to like it's tough to really get it down when you're in the battlefield and you're fighting these guys that are fucking sliding and jumping and dodging and ducking while they're shooting at you i can't do it i'm terrible with that it's yeah it it was it was a bit of a rough one so i just kind of i was like i'm gonna have to take some time and play without him to kind of get myself better so that way i can keep up um but otherwise it was really good so like basically you do like you do rounds against the same team and it's like a best of Mm -hmm. and then you get at the start of the first one you start with like 550 which generally buys you like a gun and that's it maybe like a shield upgrade like a shield thing or like a shield recharge or a med pack or whatever the other you know little things yeah Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then each round it increases how much you get Mm -hmm. Especially and if so, you win. Yeah. You get more increase if you win. You still get an increase if you lose. Um, which honestly was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then you can, you know, you can upgrade the guns as you're going and you can buy body armor stuff and all, you know, you can go through the whole nine yards, buy whatever it is that you need, which honestly it also didn't help that I wasn't familiar with a lot of the other things. So I was only purchasing guns every round instead of buying like shield recharge and med packs and all kinds of crap. So I'm like, I think you start with like two shield batteries and two med packs. I think you start with two. You don't start with the, or sorry, not batteries, uh, shield cells. You start with two shield cells and you start with two mini med kits, I think. In the arenas? Yes. You okay. start with two by default for each one, but it's still a good idea to spend some money on a battery. And I, I played it. I'll give you my feedback too, but I want to gotcha. hear you keep, I want to hear you keep going. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. I, um, yeah, I didn't realize that you had played some too. Cause oh, I, yeah, all, I, yeah. all I knew was like my, my feedback and that was something in this. I haven't I mentioned really, it, so. I didn't really have any. I wanted to have like a funny anecdotal uh, anid, uh, words. <laughs> this is not good. Uh, anecdotal. Uh, <laughs> it's because it's I'm going too fast. That's exactly what it is. My brain can't keep up. Um, an anecdotal story about, you know, something funny that happened or some dumb moment that I had. But I only played like two matches. Maybe it was either two or three uh with the the two of them and honestly like the first match i dropped the fat donut the fattest donut you could even possibly <laughs> think of like solid nothing, zeros baby solid nothing zeros. but deaths <laughs> nothing else just ah well then you're all zeros you got some numbers in there under the death <laughs> score <laughs> yeah the, the numbers that don't count for anything yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and uh the second one okay so the second one i had i had four assists by the end of it okay so, which it's it's not terrible for the fact that it was literally my second game of Apex ever. Yeah. But at the same time, like in its own right, it was just kind of like eh, I'm still not so uh, I'm still not so up there with this. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna have to put in some play time to be able to keep up with Nick if I'm gonna keep playing with him. Which he wants me to because of the fact that like I. As I mentioned before, for a brief moment in last uh, episode, uh, that I do tournament paintball. Well, the tournament that I do is a three-on-three tournament, so it's obviously not exact. It's not even really comparable, but it's is you know virtual three-on-three, and I do three-on-three in real life, so that it it translates a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. I'd say it's easier to grasp than battle royale. Yeah. Um, I, have you played the battle royale yet, or no? Not, not yet. on Apex. That was your first time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you play Warzone. Um, I'll give you some of my feedback because I played it too. I think actually same night, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, later on because uh, my co- my coworker Nick 
different Nick. Different, yeah. Yeah, other Nick. <laughs> um, I want to have him on at some point, especially. I love the guy. He's yeah. really good at, at – com- he's really awesome. So Honestly, I'd on. love to have Leif on as soon as he finishes our graphic. Oh, just, me too. Just yeah, because. I want to talk to him about it and, yeah. and see what it's like to, to make it and see if we can um, – That'd be a really cool segment. I would love to talk about that. But um, Anyway, continue. No, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> playing the 3v3s. I played a lot of Valorant beforehand, so it's very similar to Valorant. I think we talked about that last time. Um, ex- aside from the, you don't keep your guns if you win. I don't think that that, I, I think that's something that a lot of other people agree that they should do. Um, Valorant does that because it's kind of a, a risk reward that way. Uh, so like if you, if your team wins and you guys keep your guns, like if you don't die, so your team can still win, but if you die, you still have to buy your gun. But if you don't die and your team wins, you get to keep everything. Um, aside from shields and, and whatever. So I think that maybe Apex should look at that, see if there's anything they could do to make that more balanced. But um, in terms of the 3v3s, me me and Nick, we we, we played and then um, had random, so that was just kind of a wild card. But Nick's kind of like Nick. You know, he's like he's like a diamond rank player. Um, <laughs> everything okay? Just continue. You're fine. <laughs> um, dude's got like... <laughs> <laughs> all right um so he's like the he's like the top ranked player on on our team and um we we were playing this team where so the way that the scoring works in the arena is interesting because if you go back and forth with a team and you go three on three like we have three points they have three points you'll enter sudden death and sudden sudden death happens when um either you or another team has to get two more consecutive wins to win but if the other team gets one before in between your other one you keep going and so me and him played like seven rounds of this 3v3 arena. So it took forever. I think I've done the best in Apex in that mode that I ever have in Battle Royale. Apex is interesting because the movement is a huge part of the game. And until you get used to kind of the movement and the loosey-goosey kind of gameplay that it embraces, you're going to have kind of a hard time. So I love the 3v3s. I'm glad they're keeping it as a permanent mode that's going to stay permanent. I do think it has some like ironing out to do. I think that they have a little bit to work on, maybe like keeping the item, the weapons, like I said, um, and possibly even flushing out some of the maps. Some of the maps, because it's just chunks of the Battle Royale map that are isolated. Yeah. But some of the maps, I think they probably could have chosen some better locations. Um, and I think there's a new one that they that they threw in there too. Um, but I don't think me and Nick played it very much. So I liked the 3v3 arena. Yeah. All in all, definitely down to play more. Uh, just, you know, I, I, yeah, I definitely need more work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead and uh, what, was, what was the first thing you had for oh, us? Yeah. yeah, we're moving on. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. That's, that's uh, kind of all okay. we had there. So, um, you played GTA Five, right? Or, <laughs> or have you not? Uh, I've played a little bit, but honestly, I, re- I really wasn't a fan. I I, I couldn't get into it. I wasn't about it. That's insane because that's a really popular game. I well, I'll, right. I'll, hot well, take over here. Kind of, no, I mean fan. I'm kind of in the same boat too. You know, um, I played it a little bit. I didn't. My dad tried to get me into it of all people because he was super into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a PS3 at the time though, and it it just didn't it didn't work well on PS3. Um, yeah. So I got into it, played it for a little while, and I don't play it anymore really. But it's super fun. There was anyway. I played. They made a casino where you can gamble and stuff. So that's pretty much all I did. Um, did pretty good at blackjack. Um, but now uh, GTA Six has been. There's been information on GTA Six that's been leaked. 
um finally <laughs> yeah after i think they said it's been eight years i think uh i don't they just been re- like i know they've just been releasing more and more stuff for gta 5 and they keep like they'll like hint at it or other games will take a jab at it like cyberpunk took a jab at them about the whole like gta 6 thing and they just kind of like blew it off <laughs> well yeah so so this newest leak uh reveals that gta 6 has a so it's this really well-known leaker he's been pretty accurate apparently um, apparently they're talking about a possible release window of 2023. So, so about the time that Fauci thinks we'll go back to normal. Whoa. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, GTA six possible release window of 2023. I think that that's just a, that's a long time and it's a leak. So that might not even happen. Uh, there's no trailer. There's no announcement. There's no. Rockstar hasn't confirmed anything as far as I know. Um uh this this uh this came from an article from comicbook.com. Um I've been finding a lot of stuff on there. Um and so having the release window of 2023, that's going to put the game at I think like 11 or 12 years since GTA 5 first released, counting the PC, I think the PC. Um or maybe PC came later, but the, at least the PS3 version. So not only is that a long time, but it's a leak too. So it's not even concrete. So I'm kind of wondering what Rockstar at this point is doing with their games. Um, Because Red Dead Redemption 2 even came out. I think it's been three years uh, so far since Red Dead 2 came out. I can't really remember. It's been out for a bit. Yeah, it's been out for a while. So Rockstar is not doing a whole lot that I can tell. Um, They're being really quiet, which could be good or bad. Um. But I want to know, because you know what GTA is about, right? Like, yeah. you kill people, you rob places, you, you whatever, you're in a gang or whatever. I just wonder what they're going to do for six. Um, I, I couldn't I couldn't really think of anything that, personally, if I was making GTA six, I couldn't think of anything that would be super innovative for the game franchises. Or like, I was wondering if there were any ideas you had that would be interesting i know that's not your type of game it's i so i honestly i haven't played i never played any of the gta games i have played none except for like 10 minutes of five and i just wasn't about it i found it boring (laughs) so like honestly i don't even know what they have done to be able to say oh well maybe they could do this so wow yeah unfortunately on this one i've i've got nothing yeah well i mean because gta 5 they had gta online which is with every Everybody else you make your custom character and stuff and you can do pretty much anything in it you can rob convenience stores you can create your own motorcycle club your own dance club your own like uh drug distribution center like you can do a whole bunch of stuff so i just don't know where they're going with it i don't know what rockstar is doing um it, do- it doesn't really make me excited because the le- i think that the part of the reason that they're taking forever and maybe the reason um that they're being so quiet about it is because they they don't want to rehash the same game and GTA 5 was one of those games that's just so big and it's done so much that I think maybe they're just having a hard time introducing some new stuff. So, Well, part of that's their fault by continuously just releasing new stuff for GTA 5 instead of releasing a 6. God, that's such a good point. That's so <laughs> smart of you. I didn't even think like, about that because you're right. Every update they release, they add a casino, then they add sharks, then they add um, DLC for like, I can't remember, it was like a beach or an island or something. I can't remember. I'm not super into it (laughs) 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 um 
yeah, so you're right. They do keep adding stuff. Um, and I think I think one thing that's hurting them too is the purchasable money. You can actually buy GTA money, uh, microtransactions. Those are kind of a hot topic in general because nobody mm. really enjoys them. But <laughs> at least not at least not from from my perspective. I yeah. I think microtransactions is a touchy subject for some people. But um, I think that's also one of their problems too is just re- releasing the content and updating the game and adding so much to it. It's going to make it so hard for them to improve for GTA Six. So that was my first one. Mine mine is pretty pretty short as well. Yeah. Um, so what do you got for a second one? So Kevin. <laughs> I had to so, uh, I had to pause the recording really quick because you had to get up and run somewhere. They didn't hear it, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I in all of my brilliance as I was preparing remembered to get wine for us and a large glass of water for myself so I'd be drinking and checking all the boxes. My phone and my stuff for Tasha's cauldron of everything, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. But I forgot to grab <laughs> what my second topic was: my VS system cards that I kind of touched on for a moment last time. I know you kind of looked at them a little bit. Um, like afterwards yeah but basically so it was uh, it was kind of it was interesting honestly the one the one thing that i did want to make sure that i mentioned is uh our friend wyatt um (laughs) he actually was the person who got me into these when we were like as tall as my knee we were little kids and he got me into these. He found them and thought they were awesome and showed them to me. And we just, we were the only people I knew nobody else that did VS system cards. It was just the two of us. And we found out one of our friends absolutely yes, we knows did. it. One of our other friends. And so, and so did you guys, did you guys learn how to play or were you guys just like, this is Superman. You, you lose. You know? We actually learned how to play. We used the quick start rules, Whoa. which I couldn't find the quick start rules. I had the beginner's guide, which comes with the quick start rules And rather than actually telling you how to play, it just explained to use the quick start rules. Okay. And then explained the rules a little more in depth. So it was like not actually helpful for explaining how it worked. (laughs) Well, probably bearable though for a young child, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically you had three different kinds of cards. You had like your, your hero cards. So there were a bunch of different, they were all Marvel and DC characters. So you got like, I've got, um, uh, Evan McCulloch or mirror master. Okay. That's a DC character. I've got like the Tim Drake Robin. That's my favorite. And okay, so really quick, are they just so the just so that they can hear, are they color coded for the different types? Yes. So the VS system cards, the like the character cards have uh they have like a I think that's a red. Yes, that's a red. <laughs> Sorry. So for those of you who don't know, uh Kevin is colorblind. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't mention that in the um, intro. Last which actually one. I probably should have mentioned something about that because we actually were talking about my color blindness right before the show. Uh, oh. Dan has a uh, he's got a RGB mic that oh, like yeah. fluctuates colors while it's going. And because of how colorblindness works, colorblindness, you're missing uh certain cones in your eye that recognize shades of color. And what your brain does traffic is when cones. it sees those colors, not traffic cones, <laughs> when it sees those colors and doesn't have a cone to match it to, it tries to find the correct cone to match it to. And 90% of the time, it doesn't pick a good one. <laughs> so when his kind of like fluidly fluctuates color, everyone sees it as a fluid fluctuation of color. However, every now and again, it kind of like blinks at me because i'm missing the cone that recognizes the shade that it faded into before it went to the next color Mm. and my brain didn't recognize it properly so it just went oh that's not right and just (laughs) 
So with like a flicker kind of. So every now and again, whenever we talk about things, if there's anything color coded, I you will likely hear me verify from Danny that I have the correct color before I do it because oh, I have far too often gotten the color wrong and had people get on me about it. So we used to, we used to tease Kevin all the time. Like we would we would walk around and we'd be like, "Hey Kevin, what color is that?" And he'd be like, "It's orange or something I like a whatever the obvious so color much. was." And he's like, "I I can see that color. That's not how colorblind this works." Yeah. It, was, it was so fun to tease like, you. Yeah, until people <laughs> until I started explaining it to people about how it works, generally their initial thought is, "I see in black and white when I say colorblind." So then they're like, <laughs> "What color is this?" And it's like a bright blue. And I'm like, "Well, that's blue." I'm like, oh, what color is this? And it's yellow, bright yellow. Like it's a school bus. I'm like, that's yellow. Oh, what color is this? And it's grass. I'm like, that. that's green. <laughs> well, like, oh, you're not colorblind. Yeah, yes, yes, I'm colorblind. It's just not. A, yeah. yeah, you can blame TV for that one. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. Sorry, get back to your VS. So I, back, I yeah, back to the VS system cards. There's a you know, digression that I mentioned would happen all the time in the first episode. Um, so you've got red ones, and then there are also some that are black ones, which usually those are like... Um, those ones are, I'm not sure why they went with black. Most of the black ones that I have are Injustice Gang. Like they're the, that's the specific affiliation is Injustice Gang. Um, so I'm thinking that's why they went with black was it was just, they, they got a specific special thing. They were part of a special set. I'm not completely sure. Um, but yeah, so you've got those and those are your character cards. And they all have like a cost to summon or like a cost to put on the field. Uh, basically, you start with like 50 is like 50 energy or some. I don't remember the term that they used for it. But basically, like that was how you brought things on the field and also how you lost. If you ran out of that energy, then you were done. That's or if you ran out of cards in your deck, then you were done. So imagine, imagine like Yu-Gi-Oh or Magic. You yeah, use your you health to pay every life time points to, to be able to out yeah, there. That's kind of essentially, weird. yeah. Huh. And so basically, the way that you could win the game really easily would be to just get rid of your opponent's points by making them have to keep bringing stuff out to protect themselves. Because otherwise, you just attack directly. Sure. Um, or you funneled through their deck extra fast. Right. So, but I've got I've got a handful of actual like foil cards too. I've got like Mister Fantastic and a foil card. I've got a foil card a card of uh, Ra's al Ghul, uh, this Batman. Is, this is Marvel and DC, right? Yeah. So it's all Marvel and DC That's characters cool. for all. It's like there's a bunch that like people haven't even heard of. Like, um, I I had no idea who Noah Baxter was, but he's like part of the Fantastic Four uh, comics. Um, I knew about the Submariner. I obviously knew about Professor X. That's a foil card. Um, Darkoth, I didn't know about, and he's part of Doom's gang, so he's Fantastic Four. What is he? Uh, he's like a here. He's like a purple demon-looking thing. See, let me read this he's thing. A, he's attacking. Uh, he's attacking the thing in that uh, in that card art. Oh, okay. So he's like a looks like a rubbery thing, like a dark version of the rubbery thing or something. A he's bit. a death demon. Yeah. Wow, he's Marvel. Yeah, he's part of so he's Doom, which means that he's under Doctor Doom. He's like affiliated with Doctor Doom, oh, okay. so he's part of the Fantastic Four stuff. Huh. So if anyone knows who he is, I'm sure there's a handful. Oh, of there's people. plenty I'm of sure people that do. Tons. I just I, I was never into the Fast Fantastic Four universe as much as I was like everything yeah. else. They were kind of I think Marvel's like stepchild kind of kind of yeah. <laughs> and they, they keep trying to reboot Fantastic Four in it's movies, and every out, time it's man. worse. It's just not working out. I remember I did like I can't remember which one it was. Came out in early two thousands, 
I yeah, think that one, before the, the one that the was Chris Evans as uh, the Human Torch. I think so. Where they and uh, was it Jessica Alba as was it Jessica Alba or Jessica Biel? Jessica Alba, Jessica as Alba as uh, Invisible um, Girl or whatever. Invi- her yeah, name. I can't Invisible remember. Woman. It's yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. her name is. Um, yeah, I liked that one. I liked it, uh, but I guess the critics did not, and they panned it, and they didn't. Uh, There's Doctor Doom. Yeah, Doctor Doom. Doom's a foil. That's cool. Yeah. And so Darkoth, let me just read one of these cards really quick because Go for it. this is kind of interesting. So Darkoth gets plus two attack and plus two defense while exhausted. I'm guessing that would be if you attack. So it sounds yes. similar to magic. So yeah, like in that one, him. yeah, it was like magic. Like as far as attacking went, if you used it, then it was exhausted. Like if you attacked with it, then it was exhausted. Doom turned one of my best friends into a brainwashed, bloodthirsty monster out to kill me. He's going to pay for that. Is that Darkoth's quote? No, that's coming from the thing. Oh shit! So this is like the th- this is cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's just straight from the comics, which is why it's so interesting. Yeah. But that's very cool. I um, one thing I wished uh in like Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic, maybe Magic's more coherent. I just haven't spent a lot of time. Magic has it a little bit at the bottom of the cards. They've got like little context. Yeah, bits. but I wish Yu-Gi-Oh especially had more of a coherent like history of the monsters. Like this, you can tell there's that history there. Cool. You're like I can follow the thing and like it gets you interested in the comics you want to start reading you want to learn about these people you get you don't you hear it like oh it's the chaos saber wielding monster known in ancient legend you know something yeah. like that and you're just like whatever so but this is like an actual the anime they'd be like yeah this guy used it and you're like all right cool and that's it, about it later on in the anime too it wasn't <laughs> yeah. even like right off the bat so I kind of wish that I wish some of the other card systems would do that because this is interesting and they did they sorry did they stop production on these cards i'm not sure if they're still producing them apparently so i looked in that basic uh basic rules that i had that basic guide and there's actually information for tournaments so they used to have tournaments on this Ooh. i never heard about them i had no idea i knew they did magic tournaments i knew they did pokemon tournaments i knew they did Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments but i had no idea that they did vs system tournaments yeah it's just called vs system yeah is that like is that just because they they made a card system for the heroes, or is that, or does VS stand for something? Or I don't think it's. I think it might have just been like versus system kind of thing. VS oh oh system. yeah, because Marvel and Ver- oh okay, so they're versing each other. I, I think see. so. I think I I don't quote me on that because I'm not a hundred percent. But I yeah, think that would make so. sense. Huh. Well, this is really interesting now that I kind of read the card because before I just kind of I just looked yeah, at it. Yeah, just kind of looked at the graphics and stuff. Yeah. This guy has 12 attack and 11 defense, whatever that means. I don't know if he's it's a, like magic or He's it's, beefy. Like, here's, here's, that a big one? here's a 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> Whoops, he fell off the table. Um, I'm good. not good at throwing cards. <laughs> here's uh, Bronze Tigers, Hook. a 6-6. Six, six. Uh, Noah Baxter is a 1-2. So... I'm I'm assuming the number there's a number in the top left corner that's like these guys are three, that was four, the cost one. to get that's them. the cost so yeah. that's the cost of your life how much was hang on let me let me uh, let me see if I can ow let me see if I can grab that okay so he's a six yeah dark off that's pretty beef that's a pretty good chunk of your health out yeah 50. like Razal Ghul is a seven Mister Fantastic's a seven um I think uh, yeah. Professor X was a seven, and they're like 15, 14, 15, 15, 15, 15. Uh, Doom is a 16, 14, and he was a seven. Um, yeah, like a so like, they're, yeah, they get kind of beefy as far as that goes. 
Do you know what this little uh, aim symbol means right here on the side of the card? Dark Oth is the only one that has it out of the cards that I have. That one? It's like a reticle. Oh, goodness. There was, yeah, there was a thing that it meant, and I'm totally spacing what it was. I kind of wish I would have grabbed that uh, rule book. Because, um, like, so Volcana's got it here. Um, let's see. I think, I thought Doom, yeah, Dr. Doom's got it. Uh, Professor X has it. Weird. I wonder what that means. Mr. Fantastic has it. Ross Al Ghul does not. Huh. Uh, Robin does not. And that's cool. I like the Herbie art too because the art's kind of straight out of the comics. I love, Her I love Herbie over here. Herbie? What, what yeah. do you do? Herbie's uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, Marvel. A lot of Fantastic Four cards. The little guy helps out Stretch in the lab. And honestly, it kind of looks like Rob, but with jet feet instead of tracks. Oh, he uh, does. Tracks. Oh, he looks adorable. So, so. Uh, yeah, these are cool because it looks like they took like, they either, I'm not sure if these are made for the cards or it looks like they took like images out of the comics and just threw them onto the card. I'm not sure on that one. I'd have to look. I wouldn't be surprised if they used images from the comics because like the, the art style I like changes from card to card too. The um the cards also feel a little thinner than most uh playing cards. It almost feels like yeah, maybe a little bit. I don't know. I can't can't really tell. I guess I would have to hold like a magic card or something to compare. But it feels a little little lighter almost or thinner. Maybe, but it's pretty good. Yeah, and then yeah, it reminds uh, me so of Super Fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, Super Fight. Yeah. But yeah, continuing on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. It's uh, it's a something that some people would be interested in of course like i'm sure there's a lot of people who have no idea these even exist so being yeah. able to hear all of this is probably really cool i think it's cool i um, think it's awesome and then you've got plot twist cards which are kind of like uh essentially like with Yu-Gi-Oh, it'd be like your your spell and trap cards hell yeah that's a really creative way to do that and they're blue so you've got like trial by sword uh target character you control gets plus two attack and plus two defense this turn while attacking a character with greater cost or while defending against a character with greater cost or uh interesting jump to another so the cost one. also applies to like their effect, uh certain effects too yeah hmm. or like uh gang up this one says choose two team affiliations among characters you control if you choose injustice gang and a different affiliation each player draws a card ongoing so this one continues it's got a little clock on the side that means that it, it stays and uh, it says, characters you control as well as cards in your deck, hand, and KO'd pile, which was like your graveyard for Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic players. Yeah. KO. Yeah. That's, that's That have either of the chosen affiliations have both affiliations. Wow. So. Huh. Well, that, okay. So these yeah. are really interesting because there's a whole system. Because I, I will admit, when you first told me about it, there's a lot of there's a lot of games out there that kind of mimic Yu-Gi-Oh slash Magic or mm -hmm. what have you, but they're more um, they're like not as well thought out, I guess, or yeah. like it, they feel more like a uh, like a ten dollar card game that you yeah. buy, kind of like Super Fight. I keep referencing it, but I mean Super Fight's <laughs> a fun. fun game. I love Super Fight, but I it, 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 it's certainly not as flushed out as like Magic. You know, yeah. there's there's just so much so much uh, language and and so many rules that you have to go by in Magic and yeah. you know, that. It just doesn't feel in depth, but this this looks like they really tried. This looks like yeah. they really wanted well, they, to make something out of it. Like had, you said, tournaments. They even had structure decks for these. Whoa! Yeah. yeah, see, that's like you could purchase structure decks of VS system cards. I haven't seen them in years. That's why I assume that they stopped production. But I Whoa. don't know for sure. It's possible that they're still producing them, and just stores aren't carrying them because they weren't selling. 
weird. It makes me wonder if they're still making them then. Maybe we yeah. should look into that later. So, and then finally you have these green cards, which are called location cards. Mm-hmm. And they are, uh, they're just basically like random areas that might have been referenced at some point or been shown at some point in comic books throughout the history. So you've got like Ubu encampment, which Ubu's like, uh, Ubu. he's like a thug. And here's Is Ubu. He? Let me see. There's, there's <laughs> Ubu. 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 And here's his encampment that looks like it's in Egypt. Oh, uh, he looks like a, he looks like a thug. Yeah. And Is he a hero or a villain? Uh, League of Assassins. Sure he's a yeah, League of Assassins. A he's a villain. That yeah. sounds like a villain name. Ubu. Yeah, League of Assassins of is uh, that's uh, Razal Rule runs the League of Assassins. Well, the League of Shadows or the League of Assassins. They're known as both. So Ubu gets plus one attack and plus one defense while protecting a League of Assassins character. If that character is named Razal Ghoul, Ubu gets an additional plus one attack and plus one defense. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Bodyguard to Razal Ghul. Um, and Bodyguard then you've got places like Reed's Workshop and uh, Brotherhood Hideout, hmm. uh, Bat Computer, House of L, which is a Superman reference because Cal L. House of L. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the... So, okay, I've seen so many... Just to talk about Superman a little bit, I've seen so many versions. Does he live in an iceberg? Is that what he's supposed to live in? Or is that just something that I saw in, like, a cartoon or something or, like, a weird reference and it's just not not true? Because in the movies, he lives in a regular-ass house and in uh, Metropolis. Yeah, so he has, like, basically in those adaptations, he has homes in, like, New York City, Metropolis, you know, whatever. You're in. It's Metropolis, but it's it's New York City. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they call it a Metropolis. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, but he also has, like, essentially it's treated as, like, his hideout, essentially, like his, his base of operations. Okay, so. Which is, it's not an iceberg, it's, like, a separate planet it's like I, if memory serves it's like the last chunk of krypton that's left essentially whoa and he just kind of lives in it I, so it's I'm out in pro- space like there's a possibility i'm wrong about but yeah oh i always thought it was like like antarctica or something and he just lives in this giant iceberg and i was like why would you choose an iceberg but <laughs> but yeah, that's just stuff i've seen in like parodies yeah. and references to it. so i just i'm i'm not very well in like knowledgeable in a and, and like DC stuff, so. So an iceberg ob- honestly wouldn't be preferable considering like he gains a lot of his power from the sun. So like oh, yeah. without the sun, and that's shorter oh, days. You're too. in the ice area where the sun doesn't reach. That's how it f- doesn't freeze. Yeah. <laughs> like, eh, I don't know about that one. Well, dude, uh, those cards are cool. Um, yeah. Maybe one day we can learn how to play them and and give it a shot. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, and we possibly even, like, maybe their value of worth. I don't know. I was going to say, all of <laughs> the, not. sadly, like most of the foil ones were mistreated when I was younger because yeah. I didn't know how to care for cards very well. So like a lot of the know. ones that would likely be worth money are just trashed because we're dumb I, kids and yeah. we bend and you break. Know, it's, and, it's like uh, our parents, when they were younger, putting the, you know, the rookie cards in the spokes of their uh, oh my bike gosh, tires. Dude, now that, you know how many adults oh. I have talked to that had like Babe Ruth's rookie card clipped to their fucking spokes of their wheels and they're like, <laughs> I wanted to kill myself when I found out how much that would be worth. <laughs> now that you're talking about like it was that, nothing. do you know about the craze that's going on right now with with all cards? Do you know? 
No. Dude, people are buying out cards like crazy right now. I mean, not really? just Magic cards, not just Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Baseball cards especially are just flying oh. off the shelves. We actually had to limit them at Target. Wow. We, um, yeah, we had to, so well, every morning. to go through those next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've got a bunch you should. Of those. You I've really got, should. Literally, I've got a whole shoebox that I had like a mixture of like, it's like baseball cards, football cards, random like uh, playing cards, like 52 card playing uh-huh. cards. Um, oh, parts dude. from game, like card pieces from games that I lost the rest of the pieces to, and it had my VS system cards in it too. Whoa. And so I just, I dug through and I pulled out all the VS system cards. It's and crazy so, that you still have it. Cause normally when people go through moves, they lose, they lose stuff like that. But my dad even has like this huge collection of like, I mean, hundreds upon hundreds of baseball cards up in one of our closets. I should yeah. tell him to pull them out, but yeah. yeah, people are buying cards right now, dude. It's hmm. crazy. Baseball cards. We actually have our, our assets protection guy. He actually goes out in the morning at 8 a.m. and he tells people to form a line because they come in and they buy stuff out so quick. We limit it to three packs per person. Wow. And they fly off the shelves like that. It is. Wow. That was a good snap. That was a really that was good, insane snap. That's good gonna, snap. That's going to come in really well on the audio, I'll bet. But yeah, they fly off of the shelves, dude. It's kind of nuts. I don't know that's why. Crazy. I don't know if the pandemic has just made people bored and like they're just checking out old hobbies, but it seems it like they're. Be. It just seems like they're just reselling them and, and just collectors are just interested in it again. It's kind of crazy. So definitely look into it. But yeah, people are just buying these cards. Um, I can't even remember what triggered that for me. <laughs> it's. I guess it was your just just your VS system, but I was just so surprised that that people are just so interested in buying cards again. Yes, it's crazy what comes back. All right, well we've we've spent a good chunk of time on VS system, so let's uh, I let's love move it. on. I here. love is yeah. It's oh, really cool I love to it look too. At. That was so interesting. I want to revisit that at some point. We definitely um, can. Maybe not this. Not maybe not this cast, but another time we'll, we'll yeah, take yeah. a look at it. So uh, another um, Marvel deal. I guess I we can talk about a little bit of Marvel stuff again. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was just reading again it's from comicbook.com so okay. you know how we talked about the Spider-Man universities and yeah. Tobey Maguire Andrew Garfield Tom Holland yeah. so I want to know what your thoughts are um, there's no concrete I don't think Marvel said anything I don't. I honestly don't think it's going to happen but um, recently I think it was on the 7th Andrew Garfield came out uh, from the Amazing Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. he came out and he was like and um, they asked him are you going to appear in the Far From Home trailer or in oh, the yeah. Far From Home films? I've been hearing Did you about, hear this. about this. Yeah. So I heard about this is a while going on. There's for a while they've been talking about bringing in the multiple the, Spider-Man yes, thing. Please, yes, please. Yes. Into Marvel, the live please, action. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, basically they were asking him like, hey, are you going to come back? And he was and most of what he said is um, don't count me out. He was like, I haven't been asked yet to to come back i think is what he said he said that marvel hasn't asked him yet but he's definitely alluding that there's a total possibility and they're going to bring him in to the to the multiple universe spider-mans in far from home which is just really exciting so i wanted to ask do you think andrew garfield would make a worthy addition to far from home i honestly think that it wouldn't I, I kind of like the idea of doing the whole Spider-Verse thing. 
Um, cause I, I, I honestly, I loved, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I thought that was Me great. Too. Uh, I loved it. I hadn't um, heard of any of the other Spider-Mans. Like the, I didn't even know about the Gwen Spider-Man. Yeah. I didn't know that that was cool. I, I knew about her. a handful. I didn't know about all of them, but I knew about a handful of them. Peter Porker. <laughs> is that real? Is that an actual comic? It is. It is? Oh my God. I it's thought that was like thing. a meme for the movie. No, and what about the, what about the, uh, the tech girl? Is that a thing too? Where yeah. she makes a robot? Wow. Yeah. They are so creative. Yeah. There's a lot of different stuff with the Spider-Man. Yeah, it's so actually really cool. Um, didn't, did Tobey Maguire change? Cause I could have swore before he had said no. What? Tobey Maguire to, oh wait, to Andrew Garfield coming on or no, no, to, no, to, to multiverse. To I the, might be wrong. It might've been, it might've been, uh, well, I'm going to have to look this up now. Cause if he said no, I'm not watching the film. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it might've been, uh, yeah, it's either that or it was, it might've been just Tom Holland denying that it was happening. Um, what? So he's not going to be old Spider-Man in the film? I'm I, I don't I don't remember for sure, but I I wanna say, like personally, I wanna say that I thought I saw something about like them talking about it and Toby Maguire being like, no, that's not happening. Wait, I thought that was the whole I thought that that was the whole like I thought that that was a, a Marvel thing that they confirmed. Like we're gonna have old Spider-Man and he's gonna appear and Toby's gonna be in it. I thought they already like cast I, him and everything. I'm pretty sure that they confirmed that they were gonna do old Spider-Man in the like live action, but and it's yeah. entirely possible that I'm oh, thinking of something talking, different. Oh, you, but, oh, are you talking about Into the Multiverse, like the animated? No, no, no. I'm oh, talking okay. about like in the like them bringing it into the multiverse. I like I heard them talking about like I I heard rumor of it like a while ago. Okay, that they were doing, which is entirely possible that he did say no, and then they were like, no, no, look, here's all of these things that I done. He was like, all right, yeah, I'll do it. Um. But it's either that or I'm remembering Tom Holland saying, no, no, that's not happening. They're not doing the multiverse thing. And then Disney turn around later and we're like, yeah, we're doing the multiverse thing. Huh. Let me, because I'm going to look it up. Okay. Yeah. No, like I was, re I remember hearing that someone said no. So this is just from games radar. This is just the first thing that popped up. Mm -hmm. Marvel dub actor might have just confirmed Tobey Maguire's return in Spider-Man three. Marvel's worst kept secret might've just been confirmed. An Into the Spider-Verse sequel is out in 2022, though dubbing for No Way Home's December release may be imminent. So it is a rumor. So it's not confirmed that he's that Toby's going to be in Far From Home, right? From that, yeah. Oh. When was that release? When was that article? Uh, That was in April. Okay. April 8th, 2021. Okay. Yeah, that's like I'm just, just oh, yeah, over Tom a month Yeah, Tom Holland denies that Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield That's appear. what it was. Whoa. There it is. This that's is from the IGN. One. That's the one. Okay, that's what I was remembering. Tom Holland was like, no, no, this isn't happening. It's not true. Oh, no. That's so <laughs> tragic. Okay, shoot. It's entirely possible that he was told that he couldn't divulge information or that he was supposed to deny it or something. Yeah. Or that they hadn't decided on it yet. And he I was just like, no, nah, it's not happening. Like, but we haven't heard like anything thing. so far after that, right? It's as far just as I know, saying, yeah. Like, nah, it's not happening. That's kind of tragic. I think that it would be a really good idea, even if even if they weren't in the movie, like for the because that's kind of expensive. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I don't know how expensive really Toby expensive is anymore. To get all three of them, but all three of them is really expensive, and it's Spider Man. It's not like Avengers. Yeah. They didn't spend decades setting it up. Oh. But I think I think that having them like maybe for the last act, you know, yeah. would be awesome. I don't know anything about Far From Home, but huh. So I guess then let's just move it into. Do you think that they would be good additions to the movie? Because I kind of we kind of we kind of diverted from your answer a little bit <laughs> on whether or not you think uh, Garfield should be should be in. I it. honestly like I 
I like the idea of it. I I do think that it would be a really cool thing to do. I'm I would honestly be more so curious as to how they wanted to actually work the whole Spider-Verse thing into the the um live action MCU. Yeah, so when we say that the Spider-Verse multi, the Spider-Verse thing. Yeah. Cuz I I keep getting confused with the Spider-Verse movie versus versus the the live action films. The live action mm-hmm. films so far have not acknowledged the existence of different Spider-Mans because that involves the cuz the the ones we know and love right now like there was no Avengers in the time to, uh, in the Toby Maguire universe, right? Yeah. Cuz all all cuz like Tom Holland and all these other Spider-Mans they all exist on their own plane. Like the other ones before Tom Holland had no Avengers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, it's a totally separate deal. Yeah. Okay. There haven't there haven't been any avenues for any of the multiverses until Endgame. Right. Okay. Because usually in every comic book that runs multiverse stuff, 90% of the time, the way that that's set off is with speedsters. Speedsters? Yes. What is time that? Travel. I don't know. <laughs> so speedsters are, are the Flash, Quicksilver, oh, people yeah, like yeah. that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Basically what they do is when they time travel- when they reach the speed that allows them to travel through time, that creates an alternate universe. That is the time theory that they use on a regular basis for multiverse type stuff. Sure, of course. So whenever they put in like, this is this universe, this is that universe, if they want to connect them, all they have to do is bring in time travel of some sort. So they started time traveling, like officially time traveling, not time looping like in uh, Doctor Strange. Um, (laughs) They started time traveling. And that opens up the possibility for alternate universes, specifically because of changing timelines, et cetera, et cetera, which is where different, you know, having second Captain America, which I do have to revise because they did have that other Captain America that they brought in. And apparently something happened with that. I didn't watch any of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I kind of wish I had, but I didn't. Um, but I did find out, spoiler alert, I'm a big spoiler alert. If you have not seen it, skip like 30 seconds, but Captain Falcon becomes the, uh, Captain America. <laughs> Captain Falcon. Or not oh. Captain Falcon. Sorry, the Falcon becomes. He's about to be Captain Falcon. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, I heard, I heard, the, I heard about that actually. That was in the so, finale. Whoa, and literally so... I found out about it the day after we recorded the, the episode. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, Which, wait, wait, this wait. is a comic like this is part of the comics that I, does actually happen at one point yeah but i thought i thought at the end of endgame mm-hmm. didn't falcon get he did the get shield? the shield yes and he was just like here you're captain america now isn't that wasn't uh, that all, didn't everybody know that that was going to happen he kind of was like someone needs to take up the mantle he didn't necessarily directly didn't say conf- you're okay. captain america now. I, yeah, he just okay. kind of was like make sure that the mantle is carried got it essentially like okay it was one of those like I, it was one of those, I'm giving it to you because I trust you to either take the mantle yourself or find someone worthy of it. Okay, so they just kind of confirmed it in the series then. Essentially, okay. yeah. Right. But that, that was that like was season sure finale of season one of uh, um, okay. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Whatever, I mean, good for him. <laughs> good for Falcon. Was, I actually, um, the way that I found out about it was a, uh, it was a screen rant uh, bit on Snapchat where they actually talked about... Um, his the actor his son's reaction to him receiving the shield okay in endgame basically he like 
his son like took a couple of days for it to register. So his son was like, looked at him when it happened in the movie, was like, so wait, are you Captain America now? And he was Aww. like, well, I think I am. And he goes, he goes, cool. Like in real life? Yeah. Whoa, that's funny. And just kind of like, that was it. That was like, I think so. <laughs> cool. And that was it. And Neat. then like, apparently a couple days later, he like called his dad and, his, and he was like, you're Captain America Aww. now. I'm so proud of you. And he's like, oh my God. That's adorable. So it was, yeah, it was super cute. Like the way that he explained it. But yeah, apparently his son, like it took him a couple days to register like the gravity of my dad is now Captain America okay. kind of thing. <laughs> so like when he saw it, like in the movie, he just kind of like, like, oh, you're Captain America now. He's like, yeah, I think so. He's like, cool. Gotcha. And that was it. And he was like, the look on his face was like he was hurt initially that that was his son's reaction to it. Like that He's was like, it. Oh, come on, it's a big deal. I'm Captain America now. <laughs> yeah. I'm America's ass now. My ass yeah, is great. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now I promise not to go on any more tangents when I ask you. Um, so Andrew Garfield. And yes. I guess now also Tobey Maguire. Yes. What do you think? Like, okay, because you know how I feel. So I, what, I personally, that that if they're going to do it, I think they absolutely need to have either Tobey Maguire as the old Spider-Man or mm -hmm. or they need to get somebody that's like never been in any superhero movie at all that can take that place. Huh. That'd be an interesting move like it's got to be it's either got to be someone we know and love as spider-man or somebody who's never who done was it all. who was it that played holmes or yeah or no not holmes geez what am i thinking of watson in sherlock oh, oh, oh um yeah i know i'm spacing his name too get him in there that guy he was in captain uh marvel Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch Captain Marvel. That's why uh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't watch. Was he a side character? Or? No, he was um, He was the guy who murdered her mentor. Whoa, oh, okay. Like, straight up, like, he he was a good guy, bad guy. Uh, oh. yeah. See, it would have been cool to have him uh, come back with, uh, well, I guess he, I, I was going to say it'd be cool to have him come back with Downey, but Downey's gone. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe not forever, but yeah. <laughs> Hashtag bring Tony Stark back to life. Um, Actually, so sorry, yeah. I said it grammatically correct. My bad, I messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, not to continue on the uh, the Marvel superhero thing because we did that a lot last podcast. Yeah. But one last thing is, and I I looked it up just because I was uh, it's not written down on my thing as one of our topics, but I'll just include it in this because we're already on it, and we'll make it pretty brief. Yeah, um, try to. Yeah. Uh, so Doctor Strange two. I'm so excited. Yeah. So the other rumor I heard was that it was supposed to come out this year. Doctor Strange 2 was supposed to release this year, but because of the pandemic, uh -huh. they they pushed it back for whatever reason. I can't, I can't really think of why, because there's been a lot of movies that came out aside. Maybe they just well, want to do it right. Honestly, there hasn't been near as many movies That's as true. there have in the past. Like, kinda... A lot of productions have slowed down. Um, also basically anytime there's an outbreak of covid on the set like oh yeah they, they shut stop. down the entire set right so that kind of delays things a lot too um so honestly and and with how much hype is behind doctor doctor strange because honestly he, he's a bad he's one of my favorite he really he's one of my favorite all-time heroes ever i'm so ready for yeah, doctor he's strange. really cool i like all of the stuff that's behind because that's another way that they can actually bring in like multiverse stuff is through him because he if he reaches that level of power which he's getting there already does with he just the like the two i believe so i mean he's got the time stone right still yeah. or does he well, still uh, was he wearing his question. necklace in Endgame? No, because no, because the stones were destroyed. Yep. No, so he doesn't have the time stone anymore. That's interesting. That's another thing. Like 
another thing for another day that I want to go down a road. I want to go down. We're not going to do it today because we don't have the time (laughs) for it, but another time I want to talk about the infinity stones because there's some stuff behind the infinity stones that people don't know about. That is so much more in depth. That would have been a so much more badass. What like, yeah. End game was badass, but there was something else they could have done that would have like, I think it would have blown some shit. There was actually, you remember Danny Phantom, the cartoon? Yes. There was actually a, there was actually, I didn't realize it till now because I just started because I never read the comics or anything, but the movie where Danny Phantom actually reveals his identity to his parents and everybody finds out and stuff. That's yeah. actually a reference to Marvel and Avengers because the guy, the villain in that movie, uses a gauntlet with stones huh. to alter reality. And there's a time one. There's a alter reality one. There's huh. a power one. It's a direct reference. And I didn't realize it till like recent history. It's very cool. I can't remember what cool. the movie is, but look up the movie where Danny Phantom uh, fights this clown dude who has a gauntlet that can change reality. It's really cool. Gotcha. Really good movie. Um, so yeah, Doctor Strange 2, excited. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on to the next topic. Also, uh, another minor um, tangent on it is um, one thing that a lot of people overlook a lot is uh, in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Uh, when his sister comes back and she's walking through the uh, trophy room, there is an infinity gauntlet with no. stones in it that's gotten it, And what? she just goes fake and pushes it over. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I need to rewatch Ragnarok now because that's so funny. So, yeah, I, I, I laughed when I, I went back and watched Ragnarok and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot this was even here. That's hilarious. Wow. That is hilarious. So, but yeah. OK, so moving on from cool. that. Sorry, um, Marvel. We'll give you I think we'll give I think it would be worth it to give a whole podcast just talking about we Marvel might and to, yeah. I would love to because I'm just super into it. I'm not very knowledgeable, but I'm very into it. So what's your third topic, All right. my man? My third topic was on it's gonna excited, be people. it's gonna he be on excited. Wizards of the Coast stuff in okay, general, kind sweet. of. Um, basically it's it's kind of a two-parter. So first off, I wanted to talk on some things about Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Um obviously that came out in November, I believe. Um and we didn't start the podcast until last week, so we're like almost six months behind the release date on that. However, the day before we record the third episode, they have a new book that's coming out. Oh, boy. That is called – let me bring it up here because I had it in my head and now I'm totally forgetting Is it another Tasha's Cauldron? Or is no, it a, uh, no okay, it's so something it's different. Totally different book. Yeah. Is it like uh, – I'm not 100% on what's in it at the moment. Okay. But gotcha. I am so this is straight off the D D Wizards website. Mm-hmm. Uh Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. Ravenloft. Yeah. So basically, uh looks like they've got some they've got like a new uh area to explore, like a new type of like a new land, essentially. Um, looks like you've got host of new backgrounds, trinkets, themed specifically for horror setting, uh, as well as new characters, lineages, including the Damn Fear, Hexblood, and Reborn. Ooh, so they're adding vampires as a playable race, as not a homebrew anymore. What is it? It's a Hexborn? Uh, Hexblood. Uh, Hexblood. But, uh, Damn Fear is the, uh, uh, uh da- or Dampier, yeah, I believe, is what are the, they? um, vampire, uh, oh, okay. race. Well, vampires are kind of hot right now. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a lot of stuff like coming, coming out. back. <laughs> yeah, like um, there's a lot of anime right now that's coming out that's, that's vampire heavy. Hmm. I think a lot of comics that are coming out that it's vampire. So anyway, but yeah, but keep yeah going. so this Ravenloft is supposed to be like a more horror, a horror thriller type uh, theme setting. Yeah, I want to add too. Sorry, you know, the stuff I'm that so you sorry. guys keep... like that I don't like because I'm a wuss, <laughs> You're not a horror man. <laughs> Uh, the, the reason vampires are probably really hot because RE8 released, and there's a very, uh, very uh, heavy set 
wonderful looking vampire lady that everyone's in love with so gotcha i think that's part of the reason of the hype behind some i guess it, there was some hype behind vampires before that too but but really it, it comes Lake, and goes yeah. it comes and goes it does it, really it does. does vampires and werewolves they go up and down yeah. every now and then i'd say every like six years or so Something it just kind of like yeah comes five up six years yeah. yeah so anyway keep going on this uh on this hexborn deal so that was kind of like the main thing was just talking about that i want to go into it like i want to see if i can find it and have the ability to actually go through some of the stuff on the next episode because it'll be the day after it releases. Like it releases yes. on the 18th yeah, and record on the 19th. That. That's exciting. So I'd love to dedicate a whole like chunk of time to that because I think that would be awesome. Okay. So I just want to make sure that I put that out there. So retrospect, mm -hmm. we've got it and people can look forward to that because yeah, it's, Heck it's yeah. coming. It comes out on the 18th and we record the next episode on the 19th. Have you so, ordered it or are you just going to, I haven't it? yet. No, okay. but I, I have my ways. I, I, yep. I hear you. <laughs> so anyway, into the Tasha's portion here. Let's go. Um, I just wanted to, first off, I'm going to go through just like a list of all of the new, um, the new subclasses that they put into this one. So I actually went through and honestly, like, man, I got a this, note sheet. I know I showed this to Danny and he was like, wow, I'm he heavily impressed. And yeah. I, just, I needed something to do when I had to stay up late because I had night shift, night shift. And then today I worked a mid shift for this week and I'm used to working early and I'm going back to early tomorrow and Friday. So my like yeah. sleep schedule had to get all wonky crossed. Basically I tried to stay up. I stayed up till 3am uh monday night and i still didn't sleep in i woke up at seven and i was awake and there's just nothing i can do about it so gotcha. yeah <laughs> it's it ingrained it happens especially when they make you flip your schedule like that the yeah. schedule hurts so basically so i went through and they had the um they had the artificer or artificer however you want to say it um and actually they only reworked for almost everything like alchemist artillerist and uh battlesmith already existed so those are technically re reworks or reprints okay um and then they added some extra infusions and they released armorer so i'm i'm very i'm very not knowledgeable in the artificer and whatever the other one you you battlesmith that's part of the artificer that's subclass, of, that's a subclass yeah. yeah so i'm not very knowledgeable in the artificer thing i'm not so super for, into it either um i'm just listing off all of the ones that they released for and then there's a couple that i wanted to touch on okay that, like, sorry I'm go into. <laughs> you're good you're, you're like good. i'll get there bro <laughs> yeah we're, we're getting there making our way Hell yeah. um so they actually they released a new stuff for every single playable class that they have printed everyone mm -hmm. so granted it was only the one like new one for armor or for artificer, which was the armor subclass, but they did reworks on three others and released some new infusions. Um, Barbarian, they released the path of the beast and path of wild magic, uh, which I kind of wanted to look into wild magic, but didn't get a chance to like dive into it because it's been hectic and I've oh, just wait, been wait, trying wait. to make Isn't things fit. So wild magic, they they did something to it, or at and least. Barbarian. So sorcerer was wild magic beforehand. Right, that's that's a sorcerer thing. They gave a wild magic path to barbarian. Weird. Yeah. Weird. That's why I wanted to look into it because like what you can't cast when you rage, which is why I'm like, hmm, interesting. I do have some homebrew that I allow people to use a lot of times that is a casting uh option for barbarians where uh -huh. basically you can cast while you're raging. Interesting. Um, but ba and so basically it's like it's like half multi-classing into a casting class with those, essentially. Oh. Um 
with that one. And then Path of the Beast is the one that Leif is actually using for his character in my campaign that I'm running. Path of the Beast? Yeah. That's, that's the one the, he's in right now? Yeah. That's the, the oh, okay. barbarian subclass that he's so using new. for... Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, And then for Bard, they released College of Creation and College of Eloquence. Okay. Are they? I didn't are really those, look into those much. And those are subclasses? Yes. <clears throat> so, like, uh, at third level, you choose a Bard at College. Uh, you, like, normally it's, like, Whispers and Lore and, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, so they also added College of Creation and Eloquence. Uh, for cleric, you're actually using one of the uh, classes that they released in Tasha's, which is the peace cleric. Let's go. Peace clerics um, are amazing. If you want to talk about that one, we can get to we that. We will. <laughs> um, but they also released uh, Twilight cleric. And I saw that something one. that really caught me a little off guard was I saw Order cleric and I went, okay, Order cleric was released before. I know that. I've seen that one before. That one was released in, if I remember, it was Eberron, uh, uh, not the, uh, not the, uh, Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron, but the other Eberron, which I'm spacing the full name of. Um, and I marked it as a rework and then I read through it and they didn't change anything. They literally just straight reprinted it. Hmm. So Wizards of the Coast may wonder if there was like an inconsistency or something they had to fix. I'm not sure. But you couldn't but you couldn't tell from what you read. I literally I took the print from the Eberron. And you compared and the two. I read <laughs> I could literally go <laughs> You're so read a line, read a line, read a line, read a line, and then check back, and it was the same thing both sides. Funny thing is I trust you too, because anyone that doesn't know Kevin, man is a total sponge. He is <laughs> he is just a wealth of information when he's interested in something. He will take that information, absorb it, and then it's in there. It is locked in. So I totally believe you. I have so I wonder, many it makes me wonder why they put it there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I was really confused by that because yeah, literally order I marked it as a rework and then I put a fat question mark next to it after I read through because everything was the same. Mm. So I don't know why they put order cleric in there. Interesting. Because it's the same. Um, and then we had Druid, uh, which released, they had a rework on spores because spores already existed. Spores, Druid. Oh, spores, the, of spores. Oh, okay. That's the circle of spores. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they released Circle of Stars and Circle of Wildfire, which if Those are memory new. serves Circle of Wildfire is what Parker's playing in that mini campaign that we were doing with Crystal, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. I don't remember. He was either playing Wildfire or Spores, I believe. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Interesting. Fighter, this one, I really, oh, I really want to look into the two that they released for, or, or at least one of them, because it seems really, really cool. Leif did multi-class his uh, character into the Rune Knight fighter, or the Rune, yeah. Rune Wait, Knight? Rune Knight? Yeah. I yeah. hear Rune Knights are powerful it's I pretty heard cool that they're pretty dang i strong. did i didn't get a chance to actually go through all the differences but i i had initially planned on talking about the differences between the ua rune knight and the release for tasha's because there are differences that leif was trying to let me ma like trying to have me mash the two of them together and i was like ah we're gonna go with either release or ua what's up is that tough to do to mash them it's it's not that it's tough to do it basically like there's a handful of things where it's like oh this didn't exist in the ua does exist in tasha's or vice versa oh, okay or so. this was written this way in the ua and then when they released it in tasha's they simplified it and so it takes a lot of rewording thing. and a lot of like fitting puzzle pieces together kind essentially of. it'd be more like just copy pasting the old over the new oh 
And I, yeah, I just kind of was like, no, we're going to stick with either you use the UA or you use Tasha's. You're not using both. I think that's fair. It's easier for me to keep track of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then they released uh, Psy Fighter. Like which psychic? is like a psychic yeah Ooh, very earthbound. so they're starting to get into psionics which yes! is something that was really cool in pathfinder that i played around with um and then they also put some expansions into the Battlemaster class so uh, they, they added some like uh new maneuvers that's okay. what uh gorg the uh the rock guy that you guys fought at the training camp in oh, my yeah, campaign. Yeah, okay he was a battle master oh got it okay um and then for monk they released the way of mercy and the way of the astral self which astral self sounds like possible moving towards some doctor strange stuff that would be kind of cool i you know what it sounds like it sounds like they're kind of taking they're kind of expanding into like because they always the, wizard of the coast has always incorporated like different subclasses like but I feel like they've always been kind of this same niche um, category yeah. or like, I don't know what the right word is, but the same kind of niche blanket that they put over everything. Mm-hmm. And this kind of sounds like they're starting to go kind of out there a little bit. And it, I I love it because it, it lets you create so many more different campaigns and stories like the sci mm-hmm. was it the sci fighter or just yeah. sci? sci fighter. The sci fighter. That sounds like a tie so fighter. cool because... <laughs> that sounds so cool because if you've never played Earthbound, I don't think you have. I haven't, um, no. Or I've any of the listeners. Play, yeah, Earthbound, um, Psy is your whole thing. Yeah. Everything you do is psychic. You know Nest from Smash yeah. Bros. and Lucas. Um, it's just cool because in those games, you're actually pretty beefy as mm-hmm. a fighter. So it, it, it opens the door for you to be able to make more campaigns in more modern settings, I think, and more um, fantastical settings other than just the cro- the classic medieval dragons and um what have you yeah uh without having to dip in like shadow run stuff or or pathfinder or anything which is what i really liked about the uh the modern magic ua that i was using yes um, and that you showed me yes i like that too so very Um, cool but yeah and then yeah the astral self is like another it's another push into essentially psionics um so honestly i think they've recognized how popular psionics have been in uh pathfinder and upon recognizing that they're going okay we need to kind of expand a little bit let's give them let's give them the psionics that they want they already had kind of dabbled in it a little bit but it was only a ua they hadn't actually like official released it yet and now they're finally starting to official release which is really nice have you read if they're like do you know if they're good I haven't yet. I need to do more study work on the psionic stuff that's coming out. Okay. Um, I only had a couple of classes that I was officially going to like talk on. Um, okay. Yeah, she's talking. I want to hear of more. Them and, and the order rework that wasn't a rework. It was literally a copy paste. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, and then Paladin released uh, Oath of Glory and Oath of Watchers, um, which I don't know. I haven't looked at them. <laughs> okay <laughs> uh ranger one that i did want to look at was uh, that was a ranger in my first campaign yeah the very first campaign i've ever done well not that i've done that i've that i've ever played is the fey wanderer okay something that came out that sounds really interesting because honestly it kind of sounds like there's a possibility you might be able to do because like so maverick in his campaign that he's running we've ended up in the fey doing things in the fey on a couple of occasions go over fey for me really quick i'm so sorry to interrupt you again it's fine Um, the fey so canonically Uh the lore is that elves actually 
were in the Fae. That's why a lot of stuff that's related to them, their abilities and stuff, is like Fae ancestry, stuff like that. Um, essentially, the Fae is like a perfect uh, match of the material plane, but it's where races like satyrs, fairies, uh, stuff like that would exist. Okay. Um, um yeah okay then, that's what i was gonna ask is like the fair like fairies and wisps and stuff yeah. like that yes so yeah. that makes a, that makes a lot of sense then that they would add that as a subclass for the for the ranger because i mean you're in the forest that's where the wisps and fairies mm-hmm. and, and those type of creatures live so so like honestly that that class of, that subclass of ranger would honestly probably incorporate really well into maverick's campaign so i'm kind of looking at it going oh maybe i want to look into that a little bit with my uh rogue is there I is there a know. new campaign he's doing or are you just talking about the existing this is the one? one that he's currently running okay so you, you're thinking of multi-classing into this possibly we'll see. i'm possible. gonna look into it deeper and okay, then see because he generally allows one multi-class so i might be able to do it huh. and we have a ranger in the party so there's a possibility that i could actually work it canonically to be you know make sense <laughs> okay <laughs> that's cool i like it yeah and uh and then also swarm keeper which was I wasn't sure how that one was going to work. I had to kind of. I wanted to look at that one a little closer eventually. Okay. Um, and then they also released some new companions for the Beastmaster uh, subclass for Ranger. Right. I never played Beastmaster. I never. Yeah, I haven't actually, looked into it a do lot. You know, do you know if you actually tame beasts or anything? Or I think you. I think you get a companion as it. Like you get like okay. a, essentially like a hunting dog. Sort of like yeah. a. Does Druid have that? Because I remember in in that one campaign, your druid had like a pet bear, but that was that, that one just was a, that one was a DM it? perk. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I had I had made a joke about it, and he was like, "Sure, you could do that." And I was like, "Okay, gotcha." Okay, <laughs> like I so, had basically I said that my character was raised by bears, and then he was, and I was like, "And you know, it'd be kind of cool, like if my brother came with me, like as a joke." Brother and he bear. Was like, he was <laughs> like, "Yeah, you could do that." And I was like, "I cool, I got brother bear." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Great movie. Um, and then, so moving on, the rogue has the phantom subclass and the soul knife, which I'm pretty sure soul knife is another one of the psionic, uh, type classes. So I really want to look at that Gosh, one some more that too. Looks, that sounds interesting that they're, they're releasing so many psionic stuff for different, for the different classes. Yeah. The, the shadow one sounds interesting because it, that's, that's kind of what you would expect. I would love the to see phantom. a rogue or yeah, sorry, phantom shadow. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, it'd be cool to have a rogue that like turns into mist and like disappears and stuff like that. Well, because it's be cool. Misty step, right? Or is yeah. that not a rogue thing? That's not a rogue. It's not thing. a rogue thing. It's an elf thing and a, like a magic thing. Yeah. Okay. But that's cool because I would think that as a rogue or a or a uh, an expert thief, they should have a class where they're they're just this kind of. Uh, <laughs> phantomy figure <laughs> i just gotta apparently he missed the consensus at the very end that we were going to do once a week christian just texted and said hey can you guys please do once a week oh <laughs> <laughs> you're not my friend fear not uh, <laughs> he'll be very excited to find out not to gonna... <laughs> totally interrupt you again not interrupt you but i guess it's created yeah. another segue but man this has just been so awesome and i i love this i love sitting down and talking each week I, I don't plan on stopping. I don't no. plan on delaying it at all. So if anyone out there is wondering if we're changing plans at all, never. I no. don't think so. We want to keep this going as yeah. much as possible. We're, we're keeping it at least once a week. 
If, and if it blows up and we can afford to do more than once a week, then we might do more than once a week. Yeah. But for now, we're keeping the once a week. And honestly, like I knew it was a good idea to go once a week when the, literally the next two days after we did the podcast, I couldn't even really focus on my work. I was so focused on what I could talk about next week on the podcast. <laughs> so awesome. So yeah, thank, thanks again, just everyone for listening. It's just yeah. so awesome to have the support and encouragement. Um, so anyway, moving on, trying to speed through these, uh, you got the sorcerer. They came out, came out with, oh, I almost went a little Canadian there. Came out. They um, came out with? With, uh. That's a bad Canadian accent. Aberrant Mind and Clockwork Soul, which Clockwork Soul Whoa, sounds, sounds like a uh, time cool. stone. Uh, yeah. Gosh, that sounds interesting. For what class is it? Sorcerer. Yeah, that sounds so cool. That sounds yeah. very cool. And then for Warlock, they released new, I wrote new EI, and I'm really not sure what that, oh, Eldritch Invocations, that's what go. it was. They released new Eldritch Invocations, and then they also um, had Pact of the Fathomless and Pact of the Genie, which Genie I'm really interested in looking into, because honestly, Genies that would, cool. like, so that is canonically how, um, uh, uh, Ganassi exist. Is there like half genie? Gotcha. Don't um, know who they are or what they are, but <laughs> uh, Gorg was a was an Earth Ganassi. Oh, okay. Are are they like? What do they look like? They're uh, they tend to. It kind of depends. Generally, they tend to look human with skin color hues that tend to match the um the color of the genie uh lineage that they had. So, like, if it was a red genie, they tend to be more of a red skin, skin tone. Just has a tone. Okay. Um, yeah. So they are kind of like a and genie. And then green so is kind of like a, like a they kind of end up like either a gray or as like essentially, so an earth Ganassi would end up being like a, a gray or a green color. Um, however, there are some where the, like canonically where the, um, the lineage of the genie is very, very strong on the end that you received in which case then you might take up some more physical uh changes like with gorg i wrote him as one of those uh aberrant type ones where he essentially was more of a rock creature like he looked more like okay. a rock golem than he did a human when you say that i think of the uh the mountain guy from the never-ending story Okay. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I think of when you say that. Kind of like the thing looking kind of almost the yeah, mountain. It's, I know that that's probably not exactly what you're talking about, but that's what I think of. But yeah. Um, so that one I was kind of excited uh, for. And then uh, for Wizard, they did a rework of Blade Singing, which that's the one that I really want to talk about because yes, I'm not happy we, about that. We talked a little bit about it, and uh, I think it'll be interesting to get it out there and see what everybody else thinks too. And then Order of the Scribes. So that was Grimes. all of those subclasses, all of them that came out, little commentary on them. Moving along to... Uh, wrong way. I went the wrong Man way. And serious about the podcast. He's got his notes. I went already. the wrong way with the notes. So we'll start with the Blade Singer just to get that one out. Yeah, tell them tell how upset you are. So Blade Singer, they only <laughs> changed two things in Blade Singer. One thing that they changed was they adjusted, well, technically they changed three things. So in the original Blade Singer, there was a Blade Singer style that you chose that was based after a cat, a bird, or a snake. Mm -hmm. It didn't change anything about how the class worked. It was a, um, it was just a, uh, a flavor text, essentially, to okay. like explain your fighting style. And the, 
Um, with the Blade Singer, the other thing that or the the thing that they changed was they took the Blade Song, which is like your main thing as a Blade Singer wizard, um, and they upped it from two times total per short or long rest yep. to number of times equal to your proficiency mod. Okay. Per short or long rest. Okay. Which that I really didn't have an issue with. That's un- I mean, that sounds fair. That sounds like a good change. However, Bladesinger was an elves only subclass. <laughs> In this rework, they copy pasted minus making the um, Blade Song better and said now other classes have begun to learn it. Now, my issue with that is. Everyone knows how elves tend to be a very proud race. They tend to be like the most quote-unquote racist of the races as far as the canon goes with how they are. But here's the thing that really got me was when you read the old text for the blade singer or blade singing wizard, here is the description that it gives for the standard blade singing deal. Blade singers are elves who bravely defend their people and lands. They are elf wizards who master a school of sword fighting grounded in a tradition of arcane magic in combat. A blade singer uses a series of intricate, elegant maneuvers that fend off harm and allow the blade singer to channel magic into devastating attacks and into a cunning defense. Then it says restriction, elves only. Only elves and half elves can choose the Bladesinger arcane tradition. In the world of Faerun, elves closely guard the secrets of blade singing. Said so this, it that way because version, I right? am overemphasizing this. <laughs> they closely guard the secrets of blade singing. If you could see me right now, I'm doing the, is, the Italian, is, you're an idiot sh- handshake thing. He is so passionate about this. This is awesome. <laughs> I was very upset about this. And then it mentions that your DM can lift the restriction if you if they feel that it reflects the story basically saying that the only way you can do this is not an alpha if your DM says okay. Uh-huh. Which, personally, I think they should have left it that way. The fact that they released something that was so closely guarded, canonically, by the lineage of the elves, tells me that it should have, based on the way canon goes, the way elves are, been watered down if it was a non-elf learning this. Because they would not have given 100% of the secrets belonging to the blade singing class to yes, yeah. non-elves. They would have been like, well, period. Here's a little, man. They would have been like, yeah, sure, I'll teach you how to do it. And been like, here's how you do the blade song and a couple of other things. And that's about it. When in actuality, there was like another dozen things that they didn't, that they could have passed on. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that then never would there ever be a non-elf that could best them as a blade singer. Right, because, they're because the, they didn't know all the secrets. Yes, because they're the proud race. They're the race yes. that they, they're like, this is our thing and we are the best. Yes. yes I, yep. I, that's how I would see it too. So, if I, I mean, were an elf. people could disagree <laughs> with me. You can, you're absolutely free to disagree with me, but my, if it isn't the common uh, take on it, because honestly, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are really happy that they don't have to play an elf to be a blade singer. <laughs> but my, assuming it's not the popular opinion, hot take on the blade singing uh rework is that they did elves dirty and that's crap yeah yeah that's just me i i mean there are other people that have probably agreed i i don't know what you think about it danny but well, i mean <laughs> i think i think i get where they're coming from by changing it and making expanding it to the other ra- the other races to be able to blade sing 
but I do agree with you that it's the elf specialty. Like it is their like like you read like you were saying it's their it's their secret, right? Mm-hmm. So it, they should be the ones proficient. They should be the ones you know that are experts at it. Because um, you think that if you're an elf, you were raised to like know that you know that's yeah, part of their were, culture yeah if you were a blade singer like if you were from a family of blade singers you absolutely like yeah. this was a heritage thing that you did not it's it's literally it's the battle master for elves only yeah so it, so i guess <laughs> applying it to like something else imagine imagine you have a hamburger from mcdonald's right <laughs> or maybe not a hamburger let's say you have um, some some uh mexican food from here in the states Mm-hmm. nothing like you would get in mexico right we've been okay. to mexico we know yeah. how it tastes it's totally different yeah and that's because they that's their culture man they're yeah. good at it they're they're yeah. experts at it and they pass those recipes down yeah so they of course they would be the best at it you mm-hmm. know um not saying that anyone else can't get close of course but yeah. that's i think that's that's how they should have done it in uh in the game as well so i i agree with you um it's it's an odd move to make i think that's a very yeah. odd move according to the lore maybe yeah. they're just kind of moving away from official lore and stuff but i don't know i agree with you yeah maybe anyway um and then the other one that i really that i wanted to talk about was the uh the twilight cleric that was because everyone who knows me as far as D goes knows that clerics are very near and dear to my heart and so that was something that i really i wanted to kind of look at just because i was like i knew that it was a ua long before they released it in tasha's so really quick explain what ua is um both uh, for me and for some people okay yeah so unearthed so arcana is basically it's like a play test Gotcha. for wizards of the coast so like they release it as an unearthed arcana which is just oh. uh it's a play test material you can use it if your dm allows it however technically it's not an official release I until see. it goes into a book got it okay um so they had a twilight cleric uh ua that they released which i took i i went and i found the pdf in my archives and i dug through and i grabbed i grabbed screenshots of things that were different and if I couldn't get them all in one shot, then I like, or if I couldn't get them in a tight shot that I, um, I screenshotted and then highlighted. So one of the first things that I noticed that changed was when you're going through, that's the order domain. We don't care about that because it didn't change. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 where'd it go? There it is. Twilight domain. So the first thing that changed is uh in the ua the domain spells are different from what's in tasha's okay yeah so in the play oh, test material ooh, cool so they changed some stuff let's yeah. hear it because so really quick i was gonna pick the twilight you thought about for twilight? this for your campaign yeah but i i kind of read things and i was like eh, i just didn't like what it was so twilight's yeah, actually kind of cool i want to like hear concept. let's hear it so First, first things first, the change of the domain spells. That's exciting. So first off, you have Fairy Fire and Sleep. That one was the same both ways. Okay. So first level, you get Fairy Fire and Sleep. At third level, you get Darkness and Invisibility in the, um, in the UA, but in Tasha's, you got Moonbeam and Sea Invisibility. Uh, okay. So rather than making things dark and being able to disappear, you can brighten things, which Moonbeam, I believe, also does damage, and see things that are invisible. Which is a well, it's an interesting that flip is flop interesting. There. I kind of like Twilight that. Twilight was supposed to be similar to the understanding in Kingdom Hearts, where it's kind of walking the path of both light and dark. 
Um, and then uh, fifth level, you had Aura of Vitality and Leomon's Tiny Hut. That one stayed the same. Uh-huh. And then seventh level, you got Aura of Life and Greater Invisibility, which also stayed the same. But then ninth level, you got Circle of Power and Dream in the uh, the UA. And then when they released it in Tasha's, they gave you Circle of Power and Mislead. Mislead. Yeah, so rather than messing with people's heads while they sleep, you mess with their heads while they're awake. Interesting. Cool. I like it. The next thing that changed was uh, actually one of the first level Twilight Domain features was uh, Eyes of the Night. So in the... Or Eyes of Night, I should say. In the UA, it says your eyes are blessed, allowing you to see through the deepest gloom. You have dark vision with no maximum range. You can see in dim light as if it were bright light. Darkness as if it were dim light. Um, As an action, you can magically give the benefit of this feature to any number of creatures you can see within 10 feet of you. And the shared benefit lasts for 10 minutes. You can extend this benefit a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier. And you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Now... Eyes of Night still uh, still gives you dark vision. However, it does give you a range. Uh, it When they released it in Tasha's, oh, it was okay. a 300-foot range. Instead of just being able to see in the dark, you, you can only see 300 feet. 300 yeah. feet's a lot, though. That's Yeah, it's That's still... pretty it's, far. <laughs> it's, you might as well be... Yeah, for the most part, it's kind of no yeah, maximum Unless range, you're trying honestly. to look at, like... Yeah, unless you're trying to look across a plane, so, like, you're yeah. probably not seeing 300 feet anyway. Most of the time, it's, like, caves and stuff. Yeah. And then um, it also upped it from uh, 10 minutes to, I believe it was, say, an hour? Yeah, for one hour. So they upped the time. They shortened the distance to 300 and then upped the time to an hour. Interesting. I mean, cool. Everything else was the same. Okay. Huh. Um, and then the next thing was the uh, channel divinity ability. They yeah, adjusted okay. that. So I, yeah. So tell me what that is, because I know my peace domains one, which I yeah. like. So this one, I think, is one that I, I read about in the UA, and I didn't like it, I don't okay. think. So the UA was, you can use your channel divinity to refresh your allies with soothing twilight. As an action, you present your holy symbol, and a sphere of twilight emanates from you. The sphere is centered on you, has a 30-foot radius, and is filled with dim light. The sphere moves with you, and it lasts for one minute or until you are incapacitated or die. Whenever a creature, including you, ends its turn in the sphere, you can grant that creature one of these benefits. Either give it 1d8 temporary hit points, or end one effect causing it to be charmed or frightened. Now, on here, they kept the end one effect on it causing it to be charmed or frightened. However, they decreased the amount of temporary hit points from 1d8 to 1d6. That's all they did? And... I believe that was, let's see, last for one minute, last for one minute. Yeah, that was the only thing that changed. Well, why would they do that? Because honestly, the 1d8 temporary hit points, I just don't feel like that that's very strong. Well, if you think about it this way, so here's how temporary hit points works. They don't stack. Yeah. So anytime you're granted temporary hit points, it takes over, essentially. What do you... So like the old temporary hit points is gone. And the new temporary hit points takes its place. Oh, wait, never mind. Not like armor. So let's just <laughs> say you took damage, but you didn't take the full temporary hit points. And then you end your turn in the sphere. 
you roll another d8 you get, get those hit points back oh yeah, so that's, it becomes that number so, so that's why I unless like it. it ended up being less yeah so because very quickly it could adjust yeah <laughs> that's funny okay very cool so man. but also like uh, honestly like 1d8 to 1d6 really isn't that big of a difference i am no oh plus your cleric level my bad oh, so there it is there that's go. the one that's that i missed so okay, 1d6 plus sense, your cleric level versus 1d8 yeah so that makes a lot of they kind of uh, balance a little bit tried to yeah. i think they i think the purpose there was to make it more consistently not one and is the i can't i'm trying to remember if it said it or not does that uh barrier of light or whatever does that grant luminance and darkness if that's the right word sphere of twilight emanates from you the sphere centered on you has a 30 foot radius and is filled with dim light dim light so yep. you could t- so technically anything hiding in the dark probably wouldn't surprise you then yeah probably. yeah because you'd be able to Within see it unless it's behind something yeah right that's that's pretty good then actually right. yeah and then the next one this one's actually a big one because they changed the name Really? Okay. Yeah. Go for it. You're holding so me in suspense now. In the, yeah. So in the UA, it is Steps of the Brave. Okay. And it is, you draw strength from your connection to Twilight and you find yourself at home within its dark embrace, gaining two benefits. You had you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened. And if you are in dim light or darkness, you can use a bonus action to magically give yourself a flying speed equal to your walking speed until the end of your next turn. I played with someone who played a Twilight Cleric while it was UA before it was released in this. So I oh, recognize okay. the differences a little bit just by reading through them. And that, okay, so that was the old version. Yeah, that's the old version. Okay. The new version is called Steps of Night. Whoa. And it is, you can draw on the mystic power of night to rise into the air. As a bonus action, when you are in dim light or darkness, you can magically give yourself a flying speed equal to your walking speed for one minute. You can use this bonus action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. What? So basically, it takes away that bonus of advantage on saving throws against being frightened. Yeah, sure. Well, no, because doesn't the ra- the orb of radiant uh, the the last the channel divinity ability doesn't that grant you an ability to be frightened because you're in it? No, that one allows you to end an effect causing charmed or frightened. Oh, end an effect. Oh, okay. So it doesn't on someone who ended just... their turn in the. I mean, sphere. that's still pretty good, though. I feel like that's if you yeah. can't be prevented, then that's pretty good to be able to end it. Yeah, and so that was those were the differences for the twilight between the UA to there. So that last one that you read off, what that's not a channel divinity ability. What is that? That is called Steps of Night. And which was originally Steps of the Brave. It is just the sixth level Twilight Domain feature. It's just a feat. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is it an action? Uh, bonus action. Oh, that's so good. That's really good, actually. This one, it wasn't even... So the bonus action was to magically give yourself flying speed equal to your walking speed. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, it does actually... So it made it for one minute instead of until the end of your next turn. So it does lengthen how Dang, long you can fly yeah, for. That's quite a bit of a length. Yeah. That's, that's quite that's quite goes a while. to ten turns. Yeah, ten instead turns of instead one of turn. one. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of nice, but it doesn't have as much a use because not a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go fly. I mean one of Whereas, our Whereas like <laughs> advantage on saving throws against being frightened, that's every dragon. Every dragon. Yeah. Well that, I, that's why they changed it, obviously, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I mean one of our one of our people in your campaign is enjoys flying you know yeah, i think flying. i think that that's that's got a lot of creative use though you know do you like that change it's 
I'm not sure how I feel about it because I honestly like they didn't reach sixth level the player that I did see playing this. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really end up using it at that point because they never reached that level to to actually have it affect them. Yeah. But I I feel like I guess it is, you know, a little bit overkill to have the channel divinity giving you the ability to just end it on your turn because it's literally if it ends their turn in the aura including yourself you can just you can either give them temp hit points or end the effect yeah so like i guess yeah in that right as long as you already had the channel divinity up when it hit you with the fright effect yeah you're all right yeah you're gonna be fine anyway because once you end your turn that's what i was gonna say is i like this change because the last it does seem a little powerful before they changed it because the preventing it from all dragons and such um <laughs> i mean come on they're I guess, dragons I guess, bro well it's not preventing it's just <laughs> or i mean advantage only, on saving throws it was right? only yeah. advantage on the saving throws against being frightened so, so it's just roll. advantage that's on true. a whiz save that's true you do have to roll but i mean which as a cleric i mean i guess as a cleric you've already got good wisdom if you yeah. did it right like yeah. unless you're I think building that that's a non-wiz an cleric which would be personally. weird yeah i i think that's an understandable change yeah. i kind of like it I, and yeah, the fact I guess that you i can, can be on board with it the fact that you can <laughs> that's okay everyone knows i love clerics so much because they're so powerful <laughs> and so versatile you're like don't but, nerf my class oh my, what like, are you stop, doing stop hurting my clerics <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah because the fact that you can use the channel divinity and that that is a bonus action as a feat i i love that they made it a bonus action because i love it when they give you abilities like that that work in tandem yeah so i that's what i love about it um i'll give it that was that that everything you wanted to talk about in the tasha's cauldron yes that's all that i had for tasha's okay cool so we'll move on to my topic my third one um and we'll call this the last one oh i had one that was gonna be so good because i wasn't gonna tell you about it's gonna surprise you with it Ooh, well maybe we can extend a little Maybe. Maybe we'll extend a little. I'll make we'll mine short. I'll make mine one. short. Mine's pretty well, short and obvious. Well, I was going to say, don't purposely shorten it, but we'll see where we're at at the end of yeah, this one. I don't if think we're I'm not gonna, too far over, then we'll I don't go think for we're going to. It's just intentionally short, I think. Um, it, mine is just because we all know about the shortage that's happening with um, computer parts, of course. Yep. I think anybody in any kind of tech space has heard about it. Pretty much, yeah. But, um, and also, uh, console shortages, of course, the new consoles that came out is a bad time for a pandemic to hit with yeah. the new console turnaround. One of the streamers that I was watching was trying so hard to find a PS5 that wasn't listed for a thousand or more. Yeah. They're and going for a lot. he managed to find one for 800 on the Facebook marketplace and he was, he jumped on it. He was like, okay. <laughs> so I wanted to, t- so Again, for comicbook.com, but this is obvious to everybody. Consoles are still sold out everywhere. Um, Every time there's a drop of stock, there are people with bots or notifications, and they just buy that out so quick. It feels like nobody's keeping up. Um, And one of the reasons for that is because the companies don't want to have so much inventory that we get through this pandemic um, because everyone's getting vaccinated, right? And the numbers are actually going down, despite what you might hear on the media. A vast majority of cases are actually going down. There's so many things I can um, say, but I'm just going to hold off because <laughs> we'll stay is away not from that as much as we can. Podcast. Um, but with the cases going down, it looks like the pandemic is starting to get a bit shorter, and some restrictions, especially in our area and some other areas, are being lifted. And so, because of that, the companies don't want to pump out all of these consoles and have all of this inventory sitting in warehouses that they can't sell because either everybody's going to have it already. Um, or, ever, or there's going to be no more interest because we're going to be open back up and be able to do everything again. Yeah. 
So PlayStation yeah, consoles are still sold out. Play video games when they've been stuck in quarantine for three. Yeah, years. everyone's gonna go out. They're gonna go do bowling and roller skating and, and everything else. I can't wait. So my my thing was that the consoles are still sold out, unfortunately, which is just kind of crazy to me because you think big companies like Microsoft and Sony would be pumping these suckers out. Uh-huh. Although Microsoft, I have seen a lot of Xbox One S's in stock a lot more than the Playstations. PlayStation hit most sold console of all time. I was going to say, I, I, as a PlayStation exclusively, uh, essentially exclusively user, I, I personally prefer PlayStation, so hate me for <laughs> it. I don't care. I don't care. Hate me for it. I don't care. And then, so do you know... <laughs> <laughs> so do you know, um, you know the game Last of Us, right? Yes. Have you ever played it or seen it? I've seen a little bit, but I haven't seen played it. a little it. bit. Okay. I sh- do you Did know? I play a lot? I don't think I've played it. Do you know how many times that game's been released? I'm going to guess three. Okay, yeah. So it's about to be three. <laughs> so they released it for the PlayStation 3. Uh-huh. Um, and then they released it as a launch title for the PS4. Okay. And then as a remaster. They remastered mm-hmm. it for the PS4. And now they're going for a remake with a third edition exclusive to the PS5. 60 fps uh, probably <laughs> <laughs> so if, the reason this is if, gonna be short, uh, if kez watches this he'll, he'll laugh at that 60 fps comment because he was <laughs> complaining about it last night <laughs> about no stability in 60 fps or? no bloodborne didn't get a remake oh my in God, 60 fps talk he was to me so about upset that. about That's, it <laughs> bloodborne they need to put it on pc already if- <laughs> If they don't have plans, they need to make some. Or I think they might be getting ready for a remaster because they haven't... They released Demon Souls as a remake, so that's yeah. obviously what they've been working on for the past few years, but they might... I think they, they're probably going to do a remaster of Bloodborne before long. Um, he just he just wanted the 60 FPS like update. Yeah. He just wanted it to be able to play in 60 FPS, and it was oh, The game's gorgeous. 30. It looks so good in 62. The game is gorgeous. But, but um, I, I reinstalled and made sure everything was good to go so that I could play, play with him. Uh-huh. And then I literally spent the entire time that he was playing trying to get stuff figured out with the podcast and getting, the, getting uh, stuff up. Yeah. And so literally, like, right as I was just finishing up, like, the last little bits of stuff that I need to, it's like, okay, it's, like, pretty late over here, so I'm going to go to bed. And it's like... I yeah. forget that you're Eastern time. I'm so sad. Oh, yeah. I always forget about that, too, when I stream. Yeah. The, most of the time, the people I stream uh, that watch the streams are, like, East Coast. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so, yeah, Last of Us going for a third re-release with a PS5 remake. That's just crazy to me. Because um, the games, they're popular. In fact, Last of Us 2 won Game of the Year, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. <laughs> I think there was a better game, but... Last of Us, new GTA 5. <laughs> yeah. <huh? laughs> Just re-release it for the next console, it's fine. <laughs> but I think I think that, you know, let it let it go, man. I think Last of Us has had enough. I think it's time to keep going with it, either continue with a third or just move on because I think at this point, a third release of the first game, if you weren't happy with the first game, it did great. The first thing, the game did awesome. It was a better movie than a game because um, the it was so cinematic, but... Hmm. Um, I just don't know if they should re-release it a third time for the PlayStation 5. I don't know. Let us know what you think. I mean, if you if you played The Last of Us, you loved it, and you think it could t- definitely benefit from a remake, let us know. I mean, obviously, Kevin hasn't played it, so I can't just, really ask him. But Just expecting just a flood of hate mail about my love for PlayStation and then stuff about uh, Last of Us. Nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it.
it. Uh, and then, Bring it, brother. Honestly, the last thing was that um, we already talked about Doctor Strange. That was actually my last thing. Yeah. I didn't see it, but uh, that's actually slated for, um, instead of this year, it's actually slated for March 2022. Okay. So it's actually not too far away. Yeah, not super far. We got less than a year. Yeah, so that that was all mine, actually. Okay. So let's move on to your last interesting topic. Because this is apparently a surprise. I haven't heard... Yeah, so I like I showed you my notes for a second at the that uh, Crystal's birthday, but I literally just like I like flashed it at you and that was it because I didn't want you to see even though it was in my notes because mm-hmm. I had I actually something that was interesting to me I wanted to know about um some cosplay stuff because I thought that would be cool to touch on and something that not a lot of people are necessarily talking about so I was curious I found the as of like uh april may area the top 20 male and female cosplay uh choices oh boy and i wanted to see if you could guess based on your knowledge of the current <laughs> anime because honestly most of these are like anime characters oh my and not, goodness um what were the top i wanted to do the number 20 the number 10 the number five and the number one for oh, each one okay. and this see is if you could guess this is gonna be so hard to do it probably is but incredibly hard because so we'll start we'll, we'll uh we'll go with ladies first okay so let me pull up the female one here we go so number 20 what is your guess for this is so hard Number because 20. there's so many good anime that came out in the last year, and especially Attack on Titan with this final season. You could cosplay as almost any of those. Um, it's okay. So a female, the top. This the, is the what 20th. I could actually guess. This is a character I know of. The top twentieth. Okay, well that was a big hint, kind of. I think um, it helps because it narrows it down because to you like ones that I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's the twentieth, I'm gonna guess it's. Is it Mikasa Ackerman? No. Damn. It was Android 18. Oh, dude. Oh, man. I have a picture of, a, of me and a great Android 18 cosplayer from Comic-Con from, I think, 2018. Hell, yeah. They, they do really well, some of those cosplayers. That is awesome. All right. Number 10. 10. Uh, females, oh, right? Jeez. Yes, this is females. females. Am I not going to get this at all? No, you're not. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's see let's see because um, this one's this one's popular amongst the the um how do i say this in a more sensitive uh-oh. way the uh more lewd yeah, cosplay choices shoot. okay um, but it's not a traditionally lewd cosplay oh is it uh shoot i don't know her name but the main girl from darling in the Franks. negative nope shoot this is velma <laughs> From Scooby Doo. What? Uh, I'm gonna have to see. Can you is show? The is there a picture? Ten, Velma. What? Like Velma from Scooby Doo. Wow. Is number ten. Is it? Be- okay. That's an interesting one. I definitely wouldn't have guessed that. It's at it's all. been done by a lot of the people that are like OnlyFans type. I see. Uh, they okay, do so it a that's lot. why. Uh, but it's technically a cosplay. So. And where's this from? Uh, I got this off of CosplayMagicNights.com. Okay. Both both lists are from that. So the number five. All right, number five. Jeez, man. Um, I'm this just going one, off. Don't think anime. Think more uh, popular movies in the past couple of years. Popular movies. Yeah. Uh, that are you know 
going to have cosplays on the regular. This one also got hella overdone amongst the like OnlyFans crowd on top of the non-OnlyFans crowd. Yikes. Because um, I don't know that crowd all that well. <laughs> um, can you give me a hint of like maybe the genre or... Um... Is Let's that too say, much of a hint? Something that's not too much of a hint. Here's right? a hint that might get you. Okay. We have talked on a subject that could have brought this character up several times in the past, this episode and last episode. This episode? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm, I don't know, man. Is it from Marvel? It's not from Marvel. Okay. Oh, boy. This is going to be a hard one to guess. I don't know, man. Um... Give me something. Throw something out there. Oh. And then you're going to kick yourself with what I do next. Dude, I can't. I, I have nothing. You got nothing? I got nothing. No guess at all. No, no. I'm going to I'm gonna scream at myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a superhero, though. <laughs> I'm going to start digging through the VS cards because I know I've got her card in here. Uh, maybe, see if, maybe I can think of something before you throw it out. Um, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how long it takes me to find the card. Nope. Right, uh, right to no, it's not. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Her actual no, name is something no, different. No, no, that's the right. I don't. I don't know why I would guess that one. Right. one's not even that popular right now. <laughs> no, nobody's dressing up as uh, Invisible Girl. Mystique. Mrs. That's her name, Whatever I think, isn't it? No, Mystique, Mystique is from X Men. Oh. <laughs> that's how well I know my superheroes. Let me see. Oh go. my goodness, the Incredibles <laughs> lady. That's right. Uh, or wait, oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh, what am I thinking of? No, I saw the red. It's yeah. Harley Quinn. It was Harley uh, Quinn. Yeah, of course. <laughs> is it? But is it this Harley Quinn or is it the Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad? Yeah. Both. Whoa. Well, that's but quite the, the Suicide Squad one. <laughs> one was the one that was overdone by the OnlyFans crowd, and that's then the like the actual like Harlequin. I one never. Was more. I never would have guessed that. I never would have guessed that in a million years. I honestly could have just was not in my because we've been mostly been talking about Marvel. So. Yeah. Most, I would have absolutely thrown out number three. I'll just tell you what number three. Number three was Spider-Gwen. And I absolutely oh, probably yeah. could have guessed that one because I've seen some seriously great Spider-Gwen cosplays. I was wondering when that one was going like, to pop TikTok. up. All right. The number one. Oh, I don't know, man. Can you give me a hint on this one, too? <laughs> You're going to hate that this is the number one. Am I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hate it. All right. <laughs> give me a hint. Something. Um, Belle Delphine. Oh, uh, Diva. No. From Overwatch. What? It's not Diva. I believe Diva's on this list, but I think she was like 12. Jeez. Okay, so who is it? Oh, no, sorry. Bulma was 12. Bulma. It That's was. interesting that Dragon Ball Z... Well, I guess Dragon Ball Super did release. It was Bowsette. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yep. That was the number one cosplay as of... This was written... <laughs> this was... Apparently, this was updated literally... Oh no, this was so this was for 2020. Oh, okay. Um so this is like last year's stuff. But this was literally May 2020, May 20th Jeez, of 2020. Bowsette, really? Bowsette was the number one. Wow. That cuz uh I think wasn't Bowsette was kind of old, wasn't she? I thought uh, that was 2018, a, yeah. Yeah, that was a 2018 meme. Yep, these this idea emerged in 2018 with the new release of the Super Mario. Interesting that it picked up steam in 2020. I'm, so that sounds like <laughs> Honestly, not to insult anybody, but that just sounds kind of like the rise in the OnlyFans crowd kind of kind of yeah. Influenced a lot. <laughs> Twenty twenty was a lot of OnlyFans. Like everyone was at home. These people were like, yeah, "How do true. we work? Everything's I mean, what else closed." Are you do? Yeah, and so yeah, there were a lot of girls who were very attractive who ended up 
posting videos and crap like that and just like blew up. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. All right. And then for the guys. Oh, yeah. I forgot Same we still thing. have the guys to go yep. through. We'll make it quick. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll see. The guys. Number 20. Okay. Number 20. Uh, Aaron Yeager. No. I keep going to Attack on Titan. It's just, it's just my default. No. Goblin Slayer. Goblin. Goblin Slayer armor. Oh, the guy from Goblin yeah. Slayer? Okay. I, I haven't watched it. It was though. just the, like the Goblin Slayer armor was like the, the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I haven't watched any of this. So I don't know. But, Interesting. Um, all right. Number, number 10. Number 10. Um, oh God, I hate the show. Um, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I hate it. And not even because I watched it just because I found it annoying when it was constantly playing at un, just absurdly loud volumes for my brother. It, what kind of show is it? It's an anime. It's an anime? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you hate it, huh? I've complained about this like several times. What so if you miss this one, like Gosh, that's I'm going to miss it because I can't think of it right I now. I mean, you're not necessarily going to be able to guess exactly the character from it, but you could at least get what did the... you What did you say you hated it and you brought it up then? I said, I don't, I don't like it. Not because I haven't seen, like not because I've watched it because I really haven't. I hate it because it was for a good three, four months. I would get woken up on my day off when I'm trying to sleep in by my brother because of the time we shared a room. <laughs> um, listening, watching this show at an ungodly volume. And it was annoying as all get out. And so I've, since then, I just have not liked the show. Not going to get it, man. I'm just, man, I guess I just don't know your... T- um. And I'm going to say it so wrong. All right, say it. Not even on purpose. I, I did purposely mispronounce them to fuck with him, but this is not on purpose. <laughs> uh, Hatake Kakashi. Oh, Kakashi Hatake. Oh, that's Kakashi from Naruto. Yeah. Naruto. Oh, dude. Naruto's hype. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number five. Oh, you missed your chance for Aaron. Sorry, he was number seven. Ah, uh, see, yeah. I knew he was up there. I yeah. knew he was going to be up I saw there. him in here when I, I was looking through. So when you said Aaron, I was like, somewhere. oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, number five. Um, the fifth one, huh? I don't... Dude, this is so hard. Another anime? Yes. Yeah, okay. The this guy, one guys is love one, anime. This one is one that I've been told I need to watch because it's really good, but I just haven't Have I it. seen it? I think so. You think so? Um, You know, this would be easier if I knew the anime because there's a lot of people, people cosplay in anime shows. Can I know the anime without it being... Is it... If it's not the main character, can you tell me tell me the anime? I don't think it's the main character. Okay, so what's the anime? Uh, hang on a second. Let me read this little snippet to make sure. Uh, 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 I don't... It might be the main character. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with me in animes I don't know. It's from Boku no uh, Hero Academia. Okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, that's all I need to know. Um... The the uh, the obvious choice the the obvious choice uh do they have green hair? You're asking the colorblind with red green deficiency <laughs> if they have green hair. So is it Midoriya? <laughs> huh? Is it Midoriya? Oh, no, All Might. Is it All Might? It's All Might. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so he's All Might is actually not the main character. Um, okay, Izuku uh, Midoriya is. So I figured I figured All Might would probably be the most cosplayable person. See, this is a lot more fair if I know the show because there's so many people they cosplay. Oh Jesus Christ! What in the f- is this? <laughs> I mean, I looked at it already before, but I'm just like, every time I look at it, I'm like, what in the fuck? Are you looking at number one? Yeah, the number one. Okay. It is from uh, Kujojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, no. Nope. I'm not going to know this one. You I haven't have no seen idea. Jojo. I haven't, haven't seen, seen it. Okay. Jojo. It's Kujo, Kujo Jotaro. Okay. So it's Jotaro. That's Jojo. 
Okay, so the that's man. That's the man the, himself. The main character. Okay. Really? That's so cool because um, JoJo's older. I mean, it's not super, super old, but it's it's definitely an older anime. So that's interesting. That's the okay. number one? That is the number one as of May 12th, 2020. Crazy. The JoJo crowd is huge then because I have just not been a part of it because I just haven't seen it. It's a, I mean, Here it's a weird one. But and it's then very good. number two was... Uh, Kaneki, I think is how you say it from Tokyo. Oh, yeah, Ghoul. Kaneki. Oh my gosh! Wow, yeah, that's Just impressive. Looks cool. I like the I like the eye thing. Yeah, you know, actually, that's one I think you should watch. Wow. is Tokyo Ghoul. I think you might like it. Number three is just Naruto cosplay. So it's literally just Naruto cosplays outside of oh just in general like yeah. all the characters <laughs> oh. in general like, people just cosplayed naruto that's so cheating much. <laughs> that is cheating that that's so cheating lame. article freaking cosplay magic knights you guys <laughs> <laughs> all right cool that was a great surprise man yeah and uh you know what else we're at time so oh, it's perfect yeah time, huh? well we're, we're a little bit over time yeah, but well. you know what i've had a great time Good. i love talking i'd turn the screen away from kevin i want you all to know because i don't want him to stop <laughs> short because we're having great conversations i just want to keep going so you saw me keep looking to see what time we were at and He's i wanted like, to be like you know what man that. don't sweat it so i just pulled it away and i think it, you're fine so yeah. um is there anything else that you wanted to announce or say or uh, talk about i did want to since i mentioned my friend wyatt who got me into this i did want to i don't even know if he's ever going to listen to this but um as of i think yesterday he was in the hospital with his uh, baby mama waiting on their baby had to have labor induced so he might be as we're talking right now a real life father for the first time so i just wanted to shoot a big congratulations uh on the new baby boy when that does happen hey Wyatt, if you're listening man good job <laughs> i know he, he found himself a winner she's yeah. she's really congratulations great. man that's so awesome we yeah. love him um we yeah. actually i don't want to say we grew up together but like I ever did. since we I grew were, up with him you <laughs> did but uh i mean knowing him since high school basically yeah. so that's awesome good for him man. yeah he and i did grow up together at the same church forever so we we've been together since knee high yeah um and his birthday's like the i want to say it's february 2nd so it's like right after ours huh? gotcha <laughs> see the first or the second yeah that's right two. i think i remember that yeah it's like right after ours well, so, but yeah, I wanted to give that big that big congrats out to Wyatt since I did mention, especially since I mentioned him earlier. But um, also, you know, because that's huge, and you know, we love you, Wyatt. So yeah, if you are the Wyatt that we're talking about, you know who you are. We love just because you, your name is Wyatt doesn't necessarily mean we love you. I mean, we do, but we probably do anyway. But you know, <laughs> you're not the Wyatt we're talking about. Yeah, um, I don't think I have anything. Just again, thank you for the support and encouragement from everybody that we've talked to and, and anyone else that might pop in here. Um, all of you listening means the world. So without further ado, I think that that's going to be a wrap tonight, you guys. So thank you all again for listening. We'll be back again next week. Uh, so yeah, stay safe, stay happy, and stay nerdy, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs>